0: boom (laughs) i think now you you have to do you have to do wait i've never done this before
1: (laughs) what is that do you know this is that a tiktok thing (laughs) yeah i have no idea what that is
0: (laughs) i'm also the worst person to talk about (laughs) this because i until this point i've never done this
1: okay for listeners who can't see us right after i hit record i dabbed because like you know ironically of course of course and then Kevin, the the thing, a <laughs> dance move, like an is this a new dab? But it it's looks like already you're just old. turning. It looks like you're turning an old captain ship, like the 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 wheel, like real hard, like a steering. wheel? What do you call that? What do you call that? Like a steering boat? wheel. Steering wheel. That's not a st- that's like for a car. I think it has its own, its own name. Oh, Can you that tell that know. we're not English native speakers? Anyway,
0: but someone has to tell us what how what this move is named.
1: <laughs> how would I even google for this? <laughs> TikTok, hey, I'm going to try. TikTok dance move turning wheel. How to how to do the clock wo? So clock wo? I'm seeing two kids do the thing. I don't think this is it. Oh, no. oh my god, there's like, there's TikTok dance tutorials on YouTube. Of course there is, like, of course. But I never thought about it. Anyways. <laughs> and they're all kids. Anyways.
0: We'll have some, I'll I'll try to find some, some TikToks. I'll show you what this is.
1: If any so. listener can, based on this, I mean, super descriptive, like, <laughs> accurate, yeah, description of this dance move uh knows what this is please write in like let us know tweet at us @layofan.
0: maybe we should have that person on the show and like tell us about what the cool kids are doing these days on tiktok
1: <laughs> right and do dance moves that no one yeah. else listening to the podcast can see we can have our tiktok correspondent
0: this, this is yeah. very important <laughs> these days
1: <laughs> tiktoker on the field do they call themselves tiktokers no that's stupid right uh n- i don't know because like you know vine people are Viners. No. Where are they? Really? That just sounds weird now.
0: <laughs> They're I <knew> vineyards. Right. <laughs> I don't know.
1: Okay, should we do the show? Should, we should do this.
0: Yeah, Let, let's let's talk about stuff we actually know anything about.
1: <laughs> we're releasing this show one day later uh, than usual. Usually, well, we try. We try to <laughs> post on Fridays. Uh, but I think we're posting this on Saturday because right now it's Friday night, and I'm not going to edit this uh, at one a.m. It's because uh, we 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 care so much about our listeners that we I knew that I was going to get my phone today, so I was like, "Hey, can we push the recording by like a couple of days so I can maybe talk about the phone because that's what people tune in for, right?" Um, I swear I'll, I'll make it very design re- relevant. <laughs> uh, first impressions: a, a real designer <laughs> using the iPhone, uh, and then the thumbnail will be me like shocked, like <gasps> and like holding a phone. <laughs>
2: Wait I'm gonna take a screenshot this, nice. is,
1: this is the 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 cover art for this <laughs> but oh. I actually feel
0: like the actual YouTube thing to do is do that same thing like I do this like and then right? like I don't actually have the phone <laughs> right because i because 'cause I've actually like tricked myself into watching like more than one fake iPhone twelve unboxing where the guy didn't oh, even no. have an actual iPhone. It's like just a photoshop god. thumbnail. And then it's like, yeah, right. here's here's my old box that I cut in half. <laughs> Show you what the box thing will look like.
1: Yeah. It's like, oh my god. This is a yeah. Like what's a the a reenactment but before it happens. <laughs> yeah, a, pre- a pre-enactment? It's this like, a pre-enactment well, I look, I I know times are
0: rough, but <laughs> do you really have to do this?
1: god god so yeah okay so later we're going to talk about uh iphone 12 pro first impressions by a real designer subscribe um you won't believe what a real designer thinks of the iphone 12 pro uh you'd be shocked uh and then we can probably talk about some of the adobe max updates because there's a lot of cool stuff that yeah we'll talk about it <laughs> but before we do hey let's do some uh follow-up there's actually a lot of things Let's start with this one real quick. Um, I can't remember if it was last week or two weeks ago. I think it was last week. It was so. last week, yeah. Whatever. Cool. So last week on the after show, it's like that stuff that we talk about after we roll the theme song and the outro. And But it's like, what are you doing? Why, don't, why is it post-show? It's all the same show. <laughs> but usually we talk about things that are just so out there that it's kind of like it's okay if people don't listen to that part. right Right. like uh and usually like has nothing to do with design or technology or anything and also a
0: great feature of the after show is uh, it gives people an opportunity to email us or message us about our artwork being upside down (laughs)
1: yes (laughs) god this is just this is just references all the way down and people like have no idea like why the hell is the show art upside down (laughs) And, like, why sometimes there's the Stranger Things theme song, sometimes there isn't, because I forget. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not anyway, planned, really. Anyway, <laughs> so last week's after show, I wanted to leave on the record a theory of mine. And granted, like, even though I have to, like, I, I swear, I like, I got there. I didn't read a theory somewhere, and then I talked about it and claimed it as my own. But I also never really claimed it as my own, because it was kind of obvious. Like, you know, I never for a second thought or believe that I was the first one to think of that. <laughs> Surely not. Uh, but um, between we, you know, in between we, we when we posted that and today, um, oh, I guess I should talk about the theory. My theory is like, oh, we're going to have multiple dimensions in the new Spider-Man movie in the MCU in where we're going to, because we're going to have actors that played the same character in other, like in the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies and the Andrew Garfield and whatever so they might pull uh into the spider-verse type of thing but into the mcu and so uh it has been i can't i can't tell if it was like super officially confirmed or it's like the rumors are so strong that you can't ignore them but at this point like it's pretty much confirmed that both toby Maguire and uh andrew garfield are going to be in the new tom holland mcu spider-man movie so theory confirmed
0: yeah you got this right and got I mean, him yeah the The one thing i think we weren't sure at the time is like would they go all the way to get toby Maguire? and i remember being right. firmly in the camp of like well they've they've got to do this like uh, like if they don't get toby Maguire, it doesn't count and i'm very happy that they, they, they yeah, didn't get did get him <laughs> I, think,
1: I think i i was actually like yeah i don't i don't think they'll get them um so it's yeah like, you nice gotta do visit. this
0: it's so like it would be so epic and so they're
1: doing it <laughs> good job can't wait i'm excited
0: it, it could i do you think i could watch just this one not having seen <laughs> any of the recent spider-man movies probably
1: you haven't seen any of the tom holland spider-man movies? nope there's only two nope oh my god kevin
0: <laughs> and i think i've okay. seen maybe half of one with andrew garfield <laughs> um but mm. i i believe well, i've seen all of the toby Maguire ones
1: <laughs> uh So Spider-Man franchises, uh, movie franchises, well, live action movie franchises have like a curse. It's the Spider-Man 3 curse. Ah, (laughs) So Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, the first one was like, you know, successful and people liked it. It was a good movie. Um, Second one was considered by many the best. Like it's with the Doc Ock and, you know pretty cool and then the third movie was a complete disaster it was like just because all the studios wanted more and more villains and more villains and more stuff and i think they completely like choked uh, sam raimi's like creative control at all and it was just a movie to sell toys it was so bad that they had to just like nuke the whole (laughs) franchise um (laughs) like they they had a plan for a fourth one but just like forget it it was so bad That they had to kill it and reboot it. So actually, not that long after uh, they rebooted with Andrew Garfield. And so in the first Andrew Garfield one, um, like, so the first one, like people, it was it had a mixed reviews. Like some people enjoyed it. I personally like like, every time
0: there's a new Spider-Man, everyone's like, "Ooh, that's cool! Like that's so much better than the (laughs) old one." And then two movies and they're like, "Eh, "Because usually
1: they all have different takes." Right, so the Sam Raimi One was like very comic booky, like comic comic booky, comic booky, comic book. <laughs> anyway, like <laughs> it's very like campy and colorful and whatever, not to be taken seriously. And the Andrew Garfield one was more like more dark and serious. Um, anyway, the first one was okay. The second one was also really, 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 really bad. That they killed the franchise. <laughs> they never made a third one. And so now with Tom Holland. So far, so good. Movies are you know people like it. It's it's MCU. It's Marvel. They can't really do any wrong. Like. I think the worst Marvel movie, uh, MCU movie, is okay. You know, like mediocre. Which which one any is of them the are worst? Bad. One. In my opinion, Thor two. Hmm. <laughs> God, that movie! I, I just don't <laughs> like it. It's bad. <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, but so so here's the third Spider Man movie, which is cursed. Uh so I think this they will be able to break the curse. Anyway, we're spending too much time on this for for follow up. We have to move on.
0: But also now it doesn't matter anymore. Like they can just reboot it like every single time, like reboot it twice a year. <laughs> with it all be canon. That's yeah, true. it's all part of the
1: story. <laughs> Everything goes. There's no rules anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Next item. Um I don't know if I added this or you added this to the follow up uh section. One of the things we last week when we we were talking about the you know the iPhone event and about MagSafe um, I think you brought it up uh, that maybe yeah this would be cool for some accessories including like pop sockets which are very very popular um, why do I have this in here oh i think just to say like based on all the reviews and even though i do have the phone right here i don't have any magsafe thing oh come on like, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry
0: How? Sorry. Dude. Maybe we should add this. 40 out. bucks but for charging. But you a failed that... us, Rafa. Come on. I know for... <laughs> this is the one thing I care <laughs> <for> about. For our listeners.
1: Uh well, I can talk about You need it for your devices. work. I know. <laughs> expense it. Actually, I did expense this. Uh anyway, so apparently the magnets are not strong enough for that type of 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 accessory. Um like it feels like the magnets are really not that strong. Even the accessory that Apple sells and really the only accessory that is not a case that's out now is that wallet thing um, and based on like the MKBHD video, we can put a, links in the show notes like to the exact timestamp. You can see uh, Marquez trying to just put the phone in in the pocket in his jeans pocket with the wallet attached, and just like if the wallet rubs against the jeans in any way, it just like it just comes off. Which feels like, ugh, like isn't that the whole point? Yeah, <laughs> it was like, a bit disappointing.
0: It's like the one thing you do a thousand times a day. <laughs> like my, even if it's not all the time, right? It, even if it's like ten percent of the time, it ejects your wallet. That's a pretty big problem.
1: Yeah, it's the yeah, it's your wallet. It's like it's the last thing, maybe that in your phone that you like you don't want to lose. Yeah. <laughs> so, come on. Come on. Uh, <laughs> and also yeah. it holds
0: like three cards, which like I'm a right. small-ish wallet person, but even I don't know if I'd be
1: able to get down to three cards. Same. Only. Yeah. I have like three debit cards, uh, like my ID, uh, my, even my like driver's license, I don't really carry that much because I don't drive. Like who does anyway, <laughs> right? <laughs> Anymore. True. Uh, and like I also had my gym card but also who goes to the gym like who does <laughs> uh so i guess yeah this is a the three card only wallet is a covid uh wallet you know <laughs> like, <laughs> what else would you put in there <laughs>
0: show title
1: <laughs> covid wallet okay still on that theme uh, one thing that we were curious based on just from the event so before the reviews came in uh we were like so that magsafe little puck charger um can, we u- can you use it as like a wireless charger like the ones we used today and for years and where you just literally like just place your phone on top of it and then you pick up your phone. And like it's just like a surface thing that you drop your phone on top of. And apparently it's like be- because magnets and because that little puck is so light, um, like if you pick up your, your phone, the, the, the puck, you know, stays attached. So it just comes with the phone, which... My initial reaction would be like, "Ew! Like, why would I want to do that? <laughs> I don't like that." Uh, <laughs> and I still like, I still agree with that, um, but it's because I was comparing it w- with a wireless charger, the good old wireless well, charger. To
0: be, to be fair, I think Apple. Place themselves in that position, like this is how they introduced it. They yeah. said you know you know those two chargers, like that you never like put them, and then you wake up in the morning and your phone's out of battery. Like, yeah, we fixed that, and so I think they've opened the door to that comparison. Like, this is the one kind of so like true. selling point that they they brought for this.
1: That's so true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they always showed it like in a surface, like laying down on the surface, and yeah, they were. They were saying that MagSafe solves a problem of wireless chargers, like Qi charges, like you're saying. And it's like, okay, so you immediately place it in the same category. So, I like right now, I've tried to see this, this product, this MagSafe thing, as a replacement of a good old lightning cable. Um, and if you compare it to that, the pros are like, well, then I, I would say it's easier to use your phone with the thing attached. Because you know it's not pulling the cord as much, and and you can like move the cord around, so it's not always sticking out like down from the phone. So I guess that's that's a plus, um, but it has two major downsides actually. One, it has way slower charging speeds, um, like half as slow, right? I think. And second, it, there's no data, right? So it can only replace a lightning cable for charging the phone not for transferring things to your computer or, you know, what else you would use? Xcode, (laughs) really. Um, So clearly Apple is trying to get rid of lightning ports altogether. And this is the first step in that direction. And it's a hard sell today because they have to say like, it's better in some things. And probably that's why they said like, oh, don't you hate wireless chargers and you don't align it properly? Like they're just trying to throw arguments like for this at you trying to convince you the whole picture but the truth is like because they want to get rid of it and whatever
0: kind of sounds like the whole 5g argument in a way that it's (laughs) like this will matter and this will be cool in the future but we can't we're not really there yet and so we kind of have to like hand wave it and you know hope you go along with it But yeah, I think you're right. Like right now, just see this as a better version of the cable. (laughs) You plug in your phone. And uh, hopefully, like, I think we can probably deal with it charging slower at max speed. Like I, yeah, they do all these comparisons. And like, if you do need the absolute maximum speed, like, yeah, go plug it. But most of the time you don't need that and you'll be fine without it. I think it'll be interesting to see... When they get rid of the port, like, is it next? If it's next year, um, is mm-hmm. there sort of like a version two of this mic safe that adds things like data and and like what you what you mentioned, mm-hmm. like maybe makes it a little bit faster or something like that? Um, I, I was trying to think of what do I use my port for, right? Because I frankly almost never use it for charging. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. the one thing I use it for actually is to plug in an SD card to have this little like SD card reader for my camera because I semi-famously like don't edit any pictures on my computer. It's all happens on the phone. And so when I take pictures with my actual camera, I just like plug them with the SD card. I know that there is like Wi-Fi functionality on my camera, but that's so slow, (laughs) so slow. And I have (laughs) to like do this weird like tethering thing. Where I like, do a personal hotspot and have the camera pair on the phone, and anyways, it's like a very clunky process. Um, so it would be interesting to see like, do they have some sort of way to do a data transfer? It seems like it wouldn't be impossible. I, don't think so.
1: I mean, so there's no contact of any mm-hmm. electronics.: but what so if can't... it's
0: some sort of uh, like what they do for airdrop?
1: Right. So they can use wireless data transfer mechanisms, but they're called, you know, Bluetooth and, yeah. and Wi-Fi. So so in order to transfer whatever the, the, the MagSafe cord, whatever it's plugged into, let's say from your computer to transfer data to your phone using MagSafe, I don't think they would put... Like the like the the cable would not be used as a true okay. transfer Got like it. a conductor. Right. So right, just right. be some kind of protocol that he knows these two things are connected. So just open a connection between the, mm-hmm. those two, like an airdrop connection or something. So I could see that, but again, it's like, but what would they use it for?
0: Hmm. I um, mean, there's like the Xcode situation. I mean, the um, wireless kind of how do you call it like wireless builds or whatever uh in xcode right yeah what do it's you call it? I don't, it's yeah, slower it. but it I, like i mean obviously if like this is your main job all day like every second matters but i don't think it's crazy far in terms of like speed that they need to match like i there might be things that they can do that are entirely software. Like maybe, you know, maybe if your Mac is, you're running a Silicon Mac that like, there is some way that it sort of, I don't I don't know a lot of how these things work behind the scenes, but that it like essentially compiles more of the app, you know, from your computer, which would then make that build process faster, which then does a transfer faster and just it kind of, ends up being mostly the same as the experience we're having with a wire right now like who knows right
1: it's possible we had a technology (laughs) yeah and yeah i still don't Uh, know
0: what would happen with my card reader but
1: like if you're thinking like how can you have a device that has no way of plugging a cable and transferring data you know let me introduce you to exhibit a (laughs) apple watch it's exactly the same um there's no way actually i think wasn't there, like a, like, a super secret port that Apple Store employees could tap into? Actually, never saw it. Whatever. It's, like, behind where the band thing, the band hole. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway.
0: Behind the band hole. Another good show that I, have.
1: I don't know why. It sounds gross. <laughs> uh, oh,
0: so, God. yeah, I agree. Like, it, this seems clear, obviously, like, they're getting rid of the port. So... Like, stay tuned, basically, for what's what's going to happen and how they're going to uh, move it forward. Now, when it comes down to the rest, like, I, I feel like the solution to their problems seems kind of obvious, which means either they're definitely going to do it, but not this year. They're just going to do it next year. Or they're doing it this year. It's just we don't really know yet. Or... They've tried it and for some reason that we can't think of doesn't work. But like I feel like the obvious kind of path forward for MagSafe is MagSafe needs to have different strength on the other side. So the the, the actual charger itself should have like a variable, like depending on the accessory that you use. So for example, if you use a wallet, wallet should be like stuck to your phone and you know, be really hard to separate. Whereas Uh, if you have a dock, the dock should have very little magnetic connection and be weighted so that it would still align it. But when you pick up your phone, the bottom part would be heavy enough and the magnets would be weak enough that... You just pick up your phone like any right. normal charger, the normal Qi charger.
1: Can you demagnetize a magnet like on demand? <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> no, I, don't, I
0: don't know. I don't think...
1: I think. I no, don't no, think but I don't think do it that. would
0: be like... I think it would depend on the accessory, right? So maybe the right. cable that they're shipping, and that's why I'm saying like maybe that's what they're doing. We just don't know about it yet. like Because if you're shipping like the cable version, then the cable version should be like, should stick to your phone pretty well because you might want to use it as a cable. Whereas, like, their Apple Watch charger, or um, how do they call it? Apple Charger Duo or whatever, like, that has the Apple Watch on the other side, then maybe that one has weaker magnets because they know the context is you're not going to be holding your phone while it's charging on this pad.
1: I think most of the magnets are on the phone.
0: Yeah, that that would be the problematic angle to all of this.
1: Because <laughs> actually, for me, it would be like the one thing for next next year, next iteration of MagSafe, like make the thing on the phone stronger so that the wallet and uh, even the case, I think people are saying that it's not like as, you know, like whoosh, it just right. magnetically, magically attaches as as you might uh, think from uh, looking at the ads. So actually, that would be my thing. Like, okay, next year, just make the magnet stronger, which which wouldn't make... Not the wireless charger issue go away. I think okay for that. I think it's a different type of device. They just look so much alike that it's hard for us to think about them as separate things. Um, but like one is stuck to the, your bedside table or whatever, and one is like free for to be stuck to your phone.
0: Yeah, the uh, well, there's two other things to consider. One, magnets. Um, it, they it, if you have like friction, kind of like up and down, so. It's way easier to, like, move something than to pull it apart. And so, for example, that's a problem oh, with the wallet that, like, even if you have a really strong oh, magnet, see. if you just push it, it will, like, the magnets w- will disaligned, And right, right, right. then, like, there's just no connection anymore. No matter how strong your magnet is, like, maybe if you get, like, an ultra, ultra strong magnet... But um, yeah, there's that kind of like physics element to it. That's slightly problematic. Um, And then the last thing I I wanted to say on this is um, Dieter Bone from The Verge uh, put this sort of like adhesive strip basically on the back of the MagSafe charger. So basically glue your charger on your bedside table and then it will work the way you want it to work. (laughs) It's kind yeah. of annoying like i have nice ish furniture and i'm not sure that i would want to stick a like glue a charger on my nice bedside table but that's certainly a way to solve this problem
1: all right uh follow-up done uh let's go t- talk about adobe max and <laughs> let's talk about more about the iphone 12 but the the real designer's impression you won't believe what he thinks about this uh okay But before you do, actually, we do have a sponsor, a returning sponsor. I love returning sponsors. It's Retool. Retool is the fastest way to build internal tools. Most engineers, this might be a surprise to you, most engineers don't love (laughs) building internal tools, you know, like apps, like admin panels, and customer support, and inventory management tools, and all that, like, internal stuff, and so... Every business runs off internal tools like these, but no one really wants to deal with the headache of building and maintaining such apps. Now you wanna focus on your product, your customer facing apps, not your internal ones most often. So when you think about it, these internal tools are mostly uh, comprised of the same building blocks. You know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of tables and graphs and dropdowns and buttons and text inputs, all this stuff. So they pretty much just need to connect to a data source uh, along with some code uh, to to make it all function as intended. So this is exactly what Retool helps with. It gives you a drag and drop interface so engineers can build internal apps, um, like all their UI uh, in hours, not days, and spend more time building features, customers will see. It connects to any database, and API. So, for example, if you are going to pull in data from uh, Postgres or you can, you know, write a SQL query and drag a table onto uh, the canvas, you can also write a bunch of JavaScript pretty much anywhere inside Retool, and manipulate the data that you want to see any way you'd like. So if this sounds interesting to you, to your own tools, if this sounds interesting in your company, uh, whether you're an engineer that would use this directly, or if you know engineers in your team that might really be into this... Um, check their, check the website out uh, go to retool.com slash layout and they have I have to say a pretty nice looking uh, landing page for this with all the information that you need um, so discover more about this tool it's pretty cool and a uh, huge thanks uh, to Retool for coming back and sponsoring Layout again retool.com slash layout
0: adobe max happened this this week or something like
1: adobe max do you know what max stands for because it's all it, like it's uppercase. it's the big one right <laughs> it's bigger than regular yeah. old max
0: yeah adobe max and adobe mini
1: and <laughs> <laughs> the adobe pro the event was free there was a lot of announcements actually i think adobe saves all of the announcements like for that conference um which is Great, like it's a very packed thing and they have a lot of products. And so there's a lot of updates to a lot of products. And I think there was a couple interesting ones that I, like, neither you, me and you, Kevin, like we use Adobe products really, like day-to-day thing. Like you might occasionally pop up Illustrator to do a quick icon, Hourglass icon. But so like they they launched finally, like publicly the, the Illustrator, like Illustrator for iPad. I have no. Idea. I never used this. I installed it and then I opened Illustrator on an, on the iPad. I was like, <laughs> who "Do you am need I a creative cloud um,
0: for accessing it?" Okay, I do
1: because I bought it. I bought it for my sister because she was like, "I want to get into 3D and stuff." I'm like, "Cool, okay, fine." I'll. This is an investment, um, and then like. Two months ago, I was like, "All right, I'm going to cancel this." You know, my sister is done with it. <laughs> I'm going to cancel this, and then I went to cancel subscription, and they were like, "Okay, you can cancel now, but you have to pay ninety euros because your apparently it was like a year contract. So if you want to cancel before, you kind of have to pay oh, the rest of the wow. thing." But I felt, I honestly felt like you know Don Carleone, like, "Well, you can sure you can cancel, <laughs> but you have to pay <laughs> everything you owe me." I felt bullied, and I was like, "Screw you." I guess I'll, I guess I'll download it. Screw you.
0: For I'll then. continue paying money.
1: <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Then fine. I'll give you money. It's kind of like my YouTube happy.
0: situation. Um, I'm like, screw you YouTube and all your ads. Let me give you more money <laughs> so I can get rid of those ads.
1: <laughs> so here's an idea. Do you know who uses Illustrator for IP?
0: I don't know, but I have a feeling I'm about to find out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're, so, we're such terrible <laughs> actors. Um, <laughs> Our friend and friend of the show, not only listener but also uh, past guest on this show, Freddie is here. Freddie, <laughs>
2: <Hi>. hello, friends. <laughs> How, How are, da da da? are you today?
1: We are really good. It's Friday night. It's eleven thirty p.m. Isn't this for people, you know, the cool kids? It's are iPhone doing?
0: Day for one of us. <laughs> I'm just I'm just trying to survive oh today, God. actually, because <laughs> I'm like, if I survive today, I'll be good. I'm not gonna want this, buy this new right. phone. I'll be fine. So I'm I'm almost there.
2: I I saw the little video today that you made, Rafa, <laughs> and I I laughed so hard because at first glance I thought it was a VHS tape.
1: <laughs> what was in the package. Yeah,
2: and I thought, oh, <laughs> is he doing like a murder mystery thing or something? <laughs> That and then epic. i realized what it was
1: <laughs> yeah i yeah i recorded a quick video of me getting the new iphone and then putting my old phone on in the, in the bin um so i was like i need to record this so i'm going to record this with my phone but i need two phones in the shot and i need to throw one in the trash i didn't
2: even think um
1: like just for fun i didn't actually like I, I did actually throw it in the trash, but I, I got it back, <laughs> and I apologized profoundly. Like, please, I'm so sorry. But so I needed like I needed a, a stunt right. double phone. <laughs> like, I needed another phone to pass as like my phone that I'm throwing in the trash. So I'm like, hey, honey, uh, Dad's, can you? Can okay, I wait, wait, wait. Did you throw so that her was her
0: phone in the trash, or do you use her phone to film?
1: <laughs> I used I threw her phone oh in the trash my because God. my phone is better <laughs> camera to work. film. <laughs> But in my defense, like she's gonna g- keep my old new to her right. eleven pro. Okay. So you know, it's I throw this in the trash, but you got a better one. So I think it's fair.
0: Do do you have to disclose this like in the ad when you sell this phone? <laughs> Has been in the trash before. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: it's better than the toilet though. True.
1: No. It's not a law. I don't have to. I
0: Anyways, if you're looking for uh iPhone eleven, <laughs> just uh, let us know.
1: Wow, what a tangent. Uh, Freddie, you're here.
2: (laughs) I'm here. What am I doing here?
1: (laughs) You're here because we have no idea what an Adobe is. And I know that not only are you a big Adobe and especially Illustrator user, but you're also like a huge iPad user. So much so that I think, actually, last time you were on the show, we were discussing you getting a new Windows laptop and maybe like getting rid of your Mac entirely which you did like right now so you're for context of people who don't know you're a professional uh, illustrator like freelancer and you work primarily from a, a windows laptop and your ipad pro
2: exactly yeah that's true it's actually really interesting because um well i mean adobe has been making apps for ipad for a while now i think from when i started drawing on iPad they had Adobe Sketch and Adobe Draw. I don't know if you remember those. One of them was actually like baby apps, right? Yeah, like they were kinda of like the pre pre apps, I guess. The precursor, is that how you say it? Um Yeah. Um and one of them they were like, they
1: were like phone apps.
2: Well one of them huh. was really interesting because it was actually a vector app. So I was actually quite interested in that and trying it out. But then after I did it for a while one of the things that was magic about it is that you could send it to your computer and it was it was almost seamless. It was really great. The thing that b- broke it completely for me was that it was all blobs. So you would draw lines, but the lines wouldn't be mm. lines, but they would be like filled in shapes, basically. Oh, yeah. Um. But, um. But
1: Why does that happen so often in vector things?
2: Well, yeah. I still
1: can't find a good vector-based iPad tool. Well,
2: it's here now. It's really insane, actually. <laughs> I'm really happy with it um the funny thing is that since i've been drawing on my ipad i've actually kind of developed a hate towards um illustrator adobe illustrator on the computer (laughs) um interesting because um what's happened is that the ipad did something to my style that i couldn't put back in the box so I love how the iPad helps me to add this more human touch. And I think Adobe Illustrator on the computer is completely the opposite of that. It's very structured. It's very pixel perfect. And it has incredible, you know, power and everything. And there's like some incredible, you know, you can make beautiful icons in it. But for illustration, sometimes you want to have that more like, you know, dynamic, human-made feeling. So the iPad really did that for me. And... um, So when a couple of months ago they announced that they were going to do Adobe Illustrator finally, because this has been like a thing that I've been looking forward for so many, I don't know, months, years.
1: Because they announced Photoshop, like the the real Photoshop, I don't know, like two years ago or something. They announced it first, and we're like, oh my god, oh my god, it's happening! They're bringing their big guns to the iPad, and I think they even announced pretty early that Illustrator was coming next. Exactly, it's been a while,
2: and what everything everyone was thinking was like oh my god is this gonna be like the moment where we can ditch the computer you know where we can just have the ipad and i mean i i didn't really have high hopes for that because like i mean we've been saying that since 2010 <laughs> yeah that and also i don't know sometimes i just need the computer for the last bits and for files and for you know making everything nice but so i've been like trying out adobe illustrator in Nevada for a while now and it's brought back that complete joy for me to work with nice. Illustrator, which is really insane. It it's actually, I mean, it's not a one-on-one clone of the app on desktop. It definitely has its own little corner, um, but it makes a lot of sense and it's accurate enough because there has been other tools. I think AutoCAD maybe made like a tool, a vector tool no. before. And it was quite hard to work with. And my biggest pet peeve with it was that it felt very unnatural to work with vectors and a pencil. Because whenever I do vectors, I want them to be extremely precise, right? And I felt like the the um, the pencil really didn't allow you to do that um, too nice. Because if you draw in vector as if you would be drawing on paper, it doesn't look the same. You obviously are working with maths, so it's going to be different. But... Um,
0: I'm actually curious about that workflow part like so do you end up drawing sort of like kind of like drawing on a piece of paper and then it turns that drawing in as a vector essentially like basically what you could do in in uh, procreate but it turns into vector or are you still kind of like playing with bezier curves and like because that's kind of like the old model of like on the computer right.
2: Yeah, right. What I found, the little workflow I found on a computer was that I would construct shapes based on like squares and circles and stuff like that. And then I would use a smooth tool to make the vectors less perfect, Mm. which makes like um, a perfect circle a little bit more human, for instance. Um, And this stuff is now also something you can do on the iPad. It works slightly different. I don't think there's a smooth tool in, in the iPad app yet, I guess. Mm. What you can do is you can actually draw actual lines or shapes on it and then manipulate the, um, the little handles quite easily and quite precise mm. as well. And you can also do the thing where you construct the shapes from other shapes, which also works really well because the, the, the Pathfinder tool.
0: <laughs> the infamous <laughs> Pathfinder. Oh, my God.
2: i know and it's pretty good but there's also a shape builder tool which is like pathfinder tool is kind of like my brain always gives me errors on which one i should click Uh, but the shape builder tool is very very clear and the thing that they did was that is really nifty is oh sorry my cat just always wants to be very close to me whenever i'm talking (laughs) it's really annoying um
1: the editor in me is like Oh, wait, am I gonna have to edit sorry. That, cat, that cat out? Sorry. <laughs> on <laughs> no, that
2: sorry. note, I saw a tweet
0: uh, about this that like cats kind of like want to replicate what you're doing. So you know this thing yes. about how like you're when you're on the computer on the couch and the cat always wants to like sit on the laptop. Uh, apparently, and I haven't tested this because I don't have a cat, but you can put another laptop on the couch and the cat's gonna go to that laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of like pretend like it's you. So You're maybe you have, have, have to set up a, a decoy mic somewhere else on your desk for the cat. So that's
1: why my cat is always podcasting uh, late at night. <laughs> I, I was found weird, but that explains a lot. Actually, yeah.
2: As long as he shuts <laughs> up, that would work. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. I haven't tried it with the decoy laptop. I could put my old MacBook up <laughs> yeah, and see if try. he does it. <laughs> They would be, be so great fun. for the gram. Uh, I actually posted a photo of my cat on my laptop today, which is uh, which I posted on Twitter, where it's uh, like, he's reading your uh, tweets. Uh,
0: nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and he was looking very grumpy. Anyway, back to Illustrator. Yeah, I don't know. I'm really happy with it. Uh, I felt really inspired to make things. It felt seamless. The smart thing that they did is they made basically like um, an on-screen button that you could use for... Uh, selecting multiple things or it's basically like a control or a command button but it's on your screen Mm. the other thing that's pretty cool about it is that you could uh, connect your um, keyboard to it either if you have like one of those nifty um, way too expensive uh, um, covers or a magic keyboard will also do the trick and then you could actually use shortcuts as well which would be insane like you could get really fast with that it does have a slight learning curve i would say but if you've been working with illustrator for a longer time it shouldn't take you too long to you know figure it out i have to say some of the menus felt still a little bit messy but i don't know if that was because of the beta or not and i i assume that i will get better and better in the future but like, like there, felt some of the menus felt kind of inconsistent. For instance, sometimes they would pop into your screen, and otherwise they would sometimes they would be like a pop up rather where it would overlay, which is a bit strange. Mm. But um, it was funny because I was I was uh, testing it a couple of weeks ago, and I found a little bug, and I was like kind of excited to write the team. I was just like, I'm so happy this exists, guys. I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, this is not smooth yet, but thanks for the
1: good work <laughs> i'm curious has this has this you know illustrated on the ipad has it changed your workflow at all or are you still it felt like you previously you would maybe start on the ipad more like either procreate or something more freeform and then then you would bring that back to a laptop and then load it up on illustrator and like actually you know polish it up in and finish it there yeah has this changed that workflow at all yeah uh or or are you effectively still going back to the laptop
2: well it has changed in the sense that um for me it really depends on what kind of job i have um my ultimate preference is to just work on the ipad in procreate and then load it into photoshop i would like adjust some colors and make sure it's the right Uh, you know um, dimension crop something out stuff like that Uh, but I I, kind of got into the habit of doing all the work on the iPad and then just you know doing the basics in Photoshop um, which I really really enjoy because I like the result the most I think it's the most organic looking I don't know I just love that Uh, but I also have clients that Um, need vector work for instance for their websites it's always nice to have like SVGs stuff like that and then Mm -hmm. I found myself kind of you know on a day like that I would so my workflow would be I would sketch and procreate and then I would sit behind my computer and do the vectoring part at my computer I I started kind of like hating that part I was kind of like you know trying to not do it procrastinating to not do it stuff like that um and then because I know I'm pretty fast, I can do pretty you know, it doesn't take a lot of time. So I would you know, I would have like say a Friday and I could do it at nine in the morning and I would be done at ten. But no, I would push it way back <laughs> to the end of the day because I just kinda hated the idea of sitting behind a computer and feeling like I would have less control and it feels all kinda like boring to do in a way as well. And um so but now for these clients I can actually use my iPad as well, which makes it for some reason just it feels a bit more free in a way and it feels more fun as well and i just really enjoy sitting somewhere with my ipad really so
1: that's it's such an underrated thing like how much you enjoy doing something even if it doesn't actually change what you do exactly and i think like using the ipad is such a more comfortable natural like informal stance even like yeah. right like i i do now edit for a while now i've moved to edit this show on ipad as opposed to the logic on the mac and just that whole ritual of like doing that thing changes and this is not just like ipad or whatever like even i don't know designing using your computer on a nice screen or something that just feels nicer or like on a nice chair or at a coffee shop like the whole you know like the romance around it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It's it's still very underrated. I think. I,
2: I think it's very underrated, but because like for the first time in years, I felt like excited to do vector work, which is you know that that says something anyway. But the workflow is still that I would bring the file to my computer, which is actually really seamless because they work with iCloud documents, not iCloud, but like their own equivalent of iCloud, the Creative Cloud, exactly. Right. Um, and that is. Quite insane, actually. It syncs between devices, so you know you could actually—I almost, I would almost say—you could have it open at both screens at the same time. I'm not sure if that's true, yeah. um, but that would be sick, yeah. right? Um, yeah. And I, th- I think that's kind of where they're going towards. Uh, it feels like that at least. But um, yeah, and then I, w- I would just make some things like a little bit neater there or I would finish it off because some things are more precise and faster when you're behind a computer, you know, you can kind of like go yeah. at it and it's done. But it brings a little bit of the creative process that I would maybe do in Procreate to Illustrator, which makes more sense because style is slightly different when you work in vector versus you- when you work in raster. Mm-hmm. So I I think it brings me to a more organic and also a more creative uh, result because, you know, Mm. it feels more natural. It feels close to drawing, even though it's not the same as drawing, because obviously you don't have the beautiful strokes and, and, you know, you're still working with moths. So, you know, it will never be the same. It will ever always be like this other thing, subtly different. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really excited. I really like it. Um, have you cool. guys actually watched any of the adobe max Mark- i haven't yet
1: i haven't i read the like announcement posts and i saw some of the i don't know if promotional videos is the right term like some of the videos on adobe xd
2: oh yeah did you also see the 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 whole um ai face oh i did thing see that yeah on writes? photoshop right what did That's you think crazy. about that
1: so let me just explain for people listening uh they announced a couple new features for photoshop uh, only the desktop version so these things are not coming to the ipad version just yet Uh, it's called sensei or something right sensei yeah as in sense ai or sin maybe a couple crazy things one is yes like with just a single slider if they detect that like it's a, a picture of a someone's face you can rotate the perspective, like fake that a person is looking at a different direction than is actually in. Crazy pants. And also other stuff like automatic uh, like uh, sky detection and removal um, and like uh, fake uh, light sources. So you could like pretend that a light source, is, you can move a light around, which was also... It makes for great demos. Like, that was crazy.
2: Yeah, you can also make um, people smile or make their hair thicker or thinner uh, <laughs> or, you know. so creepy.
1: Changed it's funny
2: because, I mean, we've we've seen software like this for a while now, like in Facetune, for instance, um, and we've mm-hmm. seen other software that's quite similar to it. It's quite weird to play around with, to be honest. I think it's not yet at the point where it's, you know, there's, you could make it look real, but, like, it usually looks a little bit... Mm, a little bit off like something is wrong here it, it, you just sense yeah. that something is weird the thing that i thought was interesting with this that also has implications for like news organizations but also for illustrators and i think also photographers is that um they this came kind of with a, another initiative which is the name is slipping on me um I thought you no i didn't um my brain did <laughs> but not my screen um <laughs> I saw a spinner. <laughs> oh shit! I don't, I don't remember what it's called. But the, what, are, what are you talking about? It basically comes down to um, they are working on um, having basically an extra bit of meta- metadata attached to mm. a photo, and so you would be able to see if a photo is um, basically fucked <laughs> with, ah. or how would you say that?
1: Oh no! Yeah, I think that's what they—that's <laughs> they, the official they, marketing they used. term. Uh, so you, you would have. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry. As you would have like sliders for contrast and brightness and whatever, you also have someone sort of like <laughs> fucked up how fucked up it is.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, but like it's it's an, an initiative to um, to help basically also new sources to figure out if the photos that they're looking at are photoshopped mm-hmm. or not, right? Right. And oh, let see. That's I, really
1: interesting.
0: And I think that's... How, do, how does that work though? How can they... Because like you'd have to do some sort of encryption, presumably.
2: Yeah, wh- how I understood it is that they, they actually just add a bunch of metadata mm-hmm. to the photo. Just as like sometimes a photo says what the location is right. it, it was taken and stuff like that. I am sure there would be workarounds for this. But I kind of like the idea of them making very powerful tools to um, make photos look fake or like do things to it. and But also have like some sort of antidote to it mm-hmm. as well. where it's not just like we're making powerful tools to basically you know for people to use to make fake news or whatever yeah Um, but we're also making a way for you to see what's happened to a photo
0: yeah I I think it's commendable that they're trying and like thinking about those things I think what's gonna need to happen is we're just gonna have as a society like to We're going to have to lose a notion that because we can see something with our own two eyes that it's real. (laughs) Like that is something that is so ingrained in us, whether it's a video, whether it's a photo, whether it's a whatever, it doesn't matter. Like that cannot be the way we identify what's real and what isn't anymore. Because as much like you can add as much metadata as you want in a picture, there's always going to be a way to fake that you know take a screenshot of that image like there's you know so
2: of course yeah of course but this is also very much targeted i think they're doing this initiative together with like 70 companies one of them is like new york times and they're working with twitter as well it's basically for them to have like some sort of authentication. Wow, I can definitely tell it's a little bit later for me because my English just goes to shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know where this is going, but I think it's interesting that they're trying to do something like that. Um, it's also really nice from the perspective as like being a visual. Um, yeah, like having a very visual job, like illustration or photography. It would be nice if it was. Even just easier to find find who made yeah, this, you know? Totally. Just a simple fact of that is just um, nice as well. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it could be embedded in the metadata.
2: Anyway, I'm, I'm excited about Adobe for the first time in a long time, which is very interesting because, <laughs> you know, it's Adobe. They are a big giant company with a lot of money um that makes software that feels sometimes a, ve- a little bit outdated so i'm very excited to see them do really interesting stuff um and i'm i'm, I'm curious to see where it goes yeah for them. it seems like
0: adobe is starting to turn the corner around on a lot of these things like everything they're doing on the ipad you know very few other companies are doing real like power user software on the ipad these days there's a handful of other companies you know procreate and like, you know, there's a couple other vector drawing tools, but still, I feels like you can count them like on, you know, your fingers, basically, like how many of them there, there yeah. are.
2: I was looking, I was looking at like the apps that I use on my iPad, and realistically, it's like, I think, I, I think I look at battery percentages and what, what uses the most battery, and I think it was 98% procreate.
0: Right. Wow.
1: Wow. Wow. I, so it's true that Adobe feels like, okay, there's something more creative, something a bit more interesting and exciting coming from Adobe. Uh, at the same time, I don't really see, maybe this might change with iPad support and stuff, I don't see a lot of like teams moving back to Adobe, if that yeah, makes sense. true. So all in all is positive, but it feels more like if you were quote-unquote, forced to use Adobe software, maybe at your company or something, because, you know, Adobe caters to a lot of enterprise customers, um, then it's going to be, like, good, cool, right? Like, it's not just...
2: (laughs) It's an (laughs) interesting (laughs) point, though, because um, I think this must be, like, eight or nine years ago, I interned at this company Mm. here at Amsterdam, which is, like, this really big design studio. And uh, they were very respected. But the, the weird thing about them was that they all used... Uh, Windows computers and um, they designed everything. Everything in Photoshop. And um, for oh. eight years ago, that that was like when Sketch kind of like came around a little bit. Right. So that was still like acceptable, but they kept this on and they do. St- they they still. Uh-huh. <laughs> Today. They still- well,
0: okay, okay. so th- there is... I oh, kind of want to I, I take, like, a different perspective on this. Like, there's this, this whole, like, stigma around using Photoshop. But I think, like, the same way you were saying, like, how Illustrator on the iPad really influenced the kind of work you're able to do. You were talking about how it's more natural. It feels more, a little bit more human. I do think that our tools influence the kind of solutions we create. So... Like 100%. the work I produce in Figma, like it's not going to be very textured, right? <laughs> like, and so you exactly. know who who are we to judge and say, you know, hey, these people are still using Photoshop, but like, hey, maybe that I works, know. you know? Like, maybe they're that give them a, an approach that's different from everyone else maybe it doesn't and maybe it's a pain right and if it is then they
1: should
2: switch but, but. it's so right. far from like whatever totally. industry standard is at yeah. the moment you know and and right. i think they're coming to a point where it's actually you know in a way kind of cool again <laughs> and they stuck to their guns and they know you know <laughs> all those things but um yeah i don't know
1: i was gonna say like you don't do the type of marketing material and whatever that Sebastian just shipped with a new Halide, Holid uh update using Figma for sure. Like that yeah. you know, you need those you need Photoshop. Like let's, let's just face it. And sure, Photoshop it was like it was always what it was and the beast and pro- had the problems that it had, but like flat design just completely made photoshop like just ridiculous to use for that type of work right i think flat design and yeah. the tools that were like vector tools that were coming i i'm not sure which one like made the other one more successful or more prominent i don't know if it was because of flat design sketch where it was able to flourish or because sketch was becoming more and more popular designers you know were going more towards a flat design thing i don't know who influenced who but it's yeah,
2: chicken or the egg. It was also kind of a trend, right? And I think, I think at some point, we'll we go back to a more textured thing. Like, we've kind of been seeing it a little bit as well. And, and, oh, yeah. and not to inner
1: shadows in everything I do right now,
2: yeah. I mean, not not the I'm best not Photoshop either because I personally really love Photoshop because it's so limitless in a way as well. Something, some, something I really like about Photoshop is, is that, um, sometimes stuff happens on your screen that you didn't expect. And, you know, really interesting things can happen from there that you weren't even thinking about doing. And I feel like with other design software, that's maybe less of a thing, but I don't know. I, I'm not a designer anymore, and I'm <laughs> glad that I'm not. But, um, you know, I don't know. I don't see myself making an illustration in Figma anytime soon, but I could be wrong there, too. I have I seen some people on Twitter do it, but, you know.
1: Here's to the crazy ones. <laughs> Here's to
2: the crazy
0: <laughs> ones. But to go back to your question, Rafa, like... I think it it will take a while for Adobe. Like I, I see it as like they're turning the corner, but they still have to like climb up the hill <laughs> basically. Mm-hmm. Like there's, it, it has to be 10 times better than the competition again. Right. And so like right. it, there's like every, I don't know, every five or 10 years, there's this like one design tool who sort of like wins the battle. Right. And it like achieves something that is like, Uh, an order of magnitude better than what everyone else is doing. And that's the point where everyone switches and then they can not saying that they do, or that's, you know, the trajectory they're on. But once that happens, they can do more incremental things and people will stick with them and people will continue switching to them until another tool comes around and has this other kind of like significant shift where it's 10 times better and that 10 times better angle is necessary for all of us to overcome the switching costs. Because yeah. I don't know about uh, about all of you, like both of you, but for me, like I actually struggle a lot switching my like creative tools because in order for me to be good at my job, I need to be in this sort of flow state where I'm not thinking about the tool itself. I'm just like in mm-hmm. the vibe of my design. Yeah. And it takes like sort of like a mastery of the tool to be able to get there. And so, yeah, I am not the f- going to be the first person to like necessarily jump on a new tool. Like it'll take me a while before I can get good exactly. enough at it. Um, so the, yeah, I think it takes time. The,
1: the, the tricky part is that that tech 10X, you know, 10 times better feature, whatever it is, I think it's invisible for a while. You don't know if this is that 10x thing or not right uh i think when figma came out it was like oh it's just like sketch arguably a little worse than sketch in terms of experience and sure they had like this multiplayer thing in the url like <laughs> but i don't know like like meanwhile that was the 10x thing that yeah. was the thing that figma had that everyone else in the industry was dismissing or like yeah sure it's cool but I'm not even sure if designers really want to, you know, to have multiple people in the same file. I was going to say,
2: there's a lot of people that always said like, oh, oh, but it brings you so much anxiety, knowing it's almost watching. You. Yeah.
1: All fair. But you don't see it in, you know, fast forward five years and all of a sudden, ooh, the waves have, you know, the tide has changed. Yeah. And now here we are. And then like, you just, I think we all have these, you know, XD, Sketch, Figma, the, the three big, big ones. Um, and it's just like, It just changes who's driving or who's dictating everyone else's roadmap. Yeah. Until one of these other tools comes up with something that is super compelling, in in the beginning, will have to be a huge bet on the company. Yeah. Whatever the, because like they can't just chase the other player. Because if they if they're chasing someone, they're never going to pass it. They're just going to be always you know one step behind. Uh, And in order for you to be the one that people will chase, it means that you have to stop chasing and lead but it's a big bet because whatever you're leading with it's not compelling enough for other people to chase you then you're just you know increasing the gap between you and the whoever's leading that was a weird thing so i say it's business is hard
2: (laughs) but to, to bring this back to the whole um illustrator thing on ipad this is actually i think one of their strengths because um it's familiar enough so I don't have to feel what you just said, Kevin, where you just feel like you're shifting and you're kind of like finding your footing a little bit. Yeah, um, I'm still searching th- through some menus sometimes and I'm still figuring out what the what the, the key on the on the screen is about. But those are pretty small steps because I kind of know what to expect from the tool. So I kind of know what's going to be mm-hmm. in there, right? Whereas um, sometimes for clients, I work with Figma um, and I always feel like an idiot when I'm in Figma because I'm just not I just don't know what to expect from the software. I I just kind of want to see like a table of contents or like you know like I kind of want to know what's what's possible because I don't exactly know. And some of the you know thinking patterns in Figma are definitely different than in Adobe software. And Adobe is very you know notorious for this as well where they have different thinking patterns in different pieces of software and even sometimes different shortcuts for the same thing which is Insane. Um, <laughs> we're talking about legacy.
1: Yeah, legacy stuff. Sorry. You're
2: tr- you're right there because sometimes the best pen is the one that you know the best. I guess I don't know if it's as even a saying, but like it is now. Even whenever I'm working on paper right now, I'm so used to working in Procreate that I find myself tapping my paper with two fingers <laughs> to go back. <laughs>
1: And it would be like your art like why are these two smudges always in every piece
2: <laughs> but that's i amazing. do oh
1: no that's just Freddie trying to undo that, that gesture i've even is found myself genius.
2: like doing the zoom in pinch motion on yes. my paper and you, you feel like a real idiot when that happens but um <laughs> especially because the first thought is why does that's this amazing. work and then the second is aha w- right mm-hmm <laughs> So yeah, so yeah.
1: I'm just gonna try to keep this in a reasonable time because yeah. I'm gonna have to edit this in the morning. <laughs> um, so to move away, like from the Adobe Max thing, I just since we mentioned the XD updates. Um, speaking of like different new takes features, they are investing way more into 3D ish. So they have all this new perspective thing in where you can. Well, take a flat vector design in XD, and just either just b- do basic like transformation, like perspective, you know, or um, you know that like Kevin that Xcode thing you can like pull all of the elements. Remember that? Crazy? Oh yeah, mm, yeah. That cool. it's like something like that. And. They say, you know, like you see a lot of these in like promotional shots or something, you know, a, a phone in perspective or whatever. I can see that like a very obvious use case to to start with. Uh, and then you can go even further. And like they mentioned AR stuff, right? If you're trying to design an AR um, UI in XD, then you definitely want to use some kind of perspective. Uh, but I'll... Okay i don't want to trash on this like i think it's it's great and new and i really like the actual controls like the ui to change the perspective of this you have this whole like gyroscope type of thing on top of the arm. It's super cool uh for me like the next iteration on this is like okay then let me transfer like edit the thing in 3d yeah like you can't make an element like deeper if that makes sense that's interesting um, they're all flat elements that you can just change the perspective but you can make something like it's not a 3D tool yeah Adobe but... doesn't
2: have a 3D tool really and the funny thing is um, if you use um, Adobe um, um, After Effects you can actually use a version of a 3D software but the light version which one is it again? Yeah, Cinema 4D Exactly, light? but the, the light 4D, version yeah. Um, so I guess they have a deal with them, but they don't have their own 3D software at all. So it's kind of confused for you to, to say that they're doing some sort of a 3D corner in um, XD. Because obviously there is also a little 3D tool in Photoshop because everyone knows about this one because of the annoying menu that you accidentally click on. And then you have this <laughs> weird grid on your screen that you never know how to turn off again this is literally why people know about this yeah exactly I
1: you're the one feeding like a metric somewhere and a single pm is saying see people still use it
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is like this is like the pm who then later joined twitter and just like moves the icon oh, my in the toolbar around <laughs> for oh. more engagement <laughs>
2: Well, anyway, like, (laughs) they don't really have uh, the 3D software there. So I'm curious to see if they're going to do that in the future or if they're just going to leave that to cinema.
0: Yeah, that's true. Because I've been wanting to do 3D. I haven't done much yet. And the learning curve is a little bit Mm -hmm. steep. (laughs) And so there's maybe an opportunity there for Adobe to kind of, like, maybe acquire some company to get started and then, like, do something. Right. And maybe on the iPad, too. Right. Like, why not? It's there's probably a lot of cool things you can do in 3D modeling on the iPad.
2: Yeah. that's kind of his dream, is it not? And it has a
1: LiDAR sensor as well. Oh yeah, like, use that's that for true. Well,
2: my, I don't have like the yeah. newest iPad yet, but you know, in the future. But yeah, it's it's interesting, especially because also Apple is like doubling down on VR. So I could imagine that they would like be interested in something that's as easy to work with as Adobe software, or that basically everyone and their sister has like a right. A, uh, subscription too. um it would be interesting for them as well I guess but um yeah I don't know one of the things that I find daunting there we go about um 3D is that a lot of the stuff seems very expensive as well there is like free alternatives <laughs> yeah. but it's either free or extremely expensive all those libraries and uh, all those <laughs> like what even are they? I
1: mentioned that I got the subscription because of my sister because she wanted to get in 3D and believe it or not the cheapest way to get into 3d tool in this case cinema 4d Lite, is to get a, a yearly subscription of creative cloud which is not cheap <laughs> yeah because the second you know the cheapest option is to buy the full like cinema 4d release which i think is like a thousand bucks or something or per that year like probably ridiculous. yeah yeah and i don't even know about blender but that's another one that a lot of people use blender is free right?
0: blender is free Ooh but it's so there's a lot of features in it i'm guessing but it's hard like it's inscrutable <laughs> like the ui like i don't I like i'm like i have this cube like i want to put a texture on this cube and it's like 30 minutes looking down like google exactly. how i'm supposed <laughs> to do that it's like a 20 step process it's thing like so this like i don't think i'm the smartest person in the world but <laughs> I think i'm the dumbest either like it should be some sort of middle ground where we can
2: yeah. create something it's open source easier. and so, it looks like yeah. an open source project Ooh. not to not to you know, know play it down or something because it is very powerful software but you know it's the ui is not very well designed and some of the processes are uh, kind of hard to understand mm-hmm. um but yeah it I think it's cool that there is something like it, and that there is an open source project where you could learn 3D for free, basically. But you know, it's not—you're not—you're not driving a, a, an expensive car <laughs> for free.
0: Cool. So if you're listening, mm-hmm. Adobe, we want a. Not necessarily a free option, but a not that expensive option that is just uh, included easy to in use, Creative Cloud. Included in Creative Cloud works on works on iPad, works on your computer, we'll and sick. do some simple 3D. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we'll
2: sick.
1: that's that's the that's the genius slash nightmare about Adobe's pricing thing. It's like I want Photoshop. How much do I have to pay? Like. A hundred bucks a month for a Creative Cloud? No, no, no. Photoshop? No, no, no. But you can't. You have to pay for the whole Creative Cloud suite. And if you like look at the Creative Cloud suite, it's a good deal for the amount of tools that you you, you have. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good deal, but you will never use all of those tools. You probably just want one or two. Um. So.
2: Yeah. It is funny because you can actually have just a Photoshop uh, subscription because I used to have that for a while because it was so much cheaper. There was like some sort of discount if you got Photoshop. Mm. And then I got Photoshop and Illustrator separately. And I was like paying 20 a month or something because it was some sort of deal. But then some sort of deal came around for the whole suite. And I think I'm paying 50 a month now, which is pretty good, I think. Um, But you're totally right. Like I have opened InDesign once because I had an an odd job, which included packaging. Um, And then um, I always have like ideas that I'm going to like learn after effects and everything, but (laughs) who am I kidding? (laughs) You know? Um, And, and same for 3d actually. Um, You either have to like actual plan it in or it's not going to happen. So, you know, I don't use, Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever opened XD for instance, or any of the video editing tools. So, you know, i don't know it's kind of strange i wish they had like more focused bundles right so more of like a visual design focus bundle and more of like a video editing bundle or stuff like that
1: they do some of that but like just let me pick a la carte like which apps do you <laughs> want and just i don't know freddie thank you so much for joining us and actually making us sound smarter and like <laughs> more aware of the design world thank you so much
0: <laughs> yeah it was so great really enjoyed our conversation
2: thank you guys i also really enjoyed it i'm always here for all the adobe uh, gossip and uh, insights
1: <laughs> on the field.
2: <laughs> was there
0: anything
1: you'd like us to plug
2: oh
1: oh yeah good call
2: i don't know my twitter is uh at frederike.png i think is that even possible on Twitter? I don't even know. You,
1: you should
0: we'll know. We'll have links in the show notes for sure.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, no, there's nothing specific that I need that I need to get plugged right now. <laughs>
1: well, but if uh, people listening to this and you're curious to see uh, Freddie's incredible illustration work and maybe hire her, oh, yeah, that check would be out great. links in the show notes. Yeah. That would be a-
2: amazing. Oh, and if you want to listen to me ramble more... And be angry at things, you can listen to the Charge Tech <laughs> podcast and I will he will be there every week rambling about stuff in tech. Our podcast is mainly about ethics and tech, so it's slightly different than what these two guys do. But um <laughs> we um we mainly talk about like how what you know, what the the place of tech is in our daily lives and what what's good about it and what's bad about it. And sometimes also about new iPhones or other new things, so that's there.
1: How can you escape nice. that? Cool. Thank you so much, Freddie.
0: Thank you.
2: Thank you. Sweet.
1: So that was fun. We said that we're going to talk about iPhones because we have to. Truth be told, I don't have a lot to add. I don't have a lot to say about this phone. It's kind of, it's not boring, but it's it's like what you saw from the presentation. It's what like you get. Like,
0: so have you gotten a chance to test out 5G? Do you even <laughs> have 5G?
1: No. <laughs> I... 5G is complicated, I've found. So, well, bullshit number one. uh, If you have dual-SIM set up, you can't use 5G. Uh, And this is a limitation. Like, I saw a Mac Rumors article that they're going to, like, fix this in a future update. Um, But, like, right now, if you have dual-SIM, you can't use it, which is my case. Second, I have discovered that 5G in the Netherlands is a hot mess. (laughs) So, turns out, the like the i'm gonna but i'm gonna say like i'm gonna say all the wrong technical terms by the way just disclaimer but whatever hopefully you'll get the point but like the the bandwidth in where like it's it's huge used for 5g um it's currently and bandwidth is not that's probably the frequency that 5g operates in uh right now in the netherlands it's currently taken by the like defense or like intelligence department or something. It's like some kind of government thing. Okay. <laughs> like it's being used for that. So the the cell carriers can't use that for 5G. So there was like there was a bid uh and so like there's there's plans in motion to if eff- I effectively like free up that frequency for the cell carrier. So using 4G uh, with 5G. But we're not there yet. So effectively, of course all of the Cell carriers say that they do have 5G in are 5G ready, and you can pay two years a month at least in my carrier to uh, to to enable 5G.
0: Oh, and you have to pay extra. In my
1: case, uh, yeah, w- with my plan, like it's just a, a one right, add-on. Okay. They probably have like 5G specific plans that you can uh, uh, change to, but but like in the in the uh like web page, uh, like explaining what 5G is, at the bottom there's an FAQ thing. And as I was reading through it, like, what the first question is: Is the five G faster than four G? <laughs> and I'm like, duh, of course. Like, <laughs> what what would be the point? And I click to expand, and the answer is like, no. For for now, five G is not faster than four G. <laughs> like, wait, what? Isn't this that is the whole what point? triggered this whole <laughs> like, um. Yeah, it's it's very messy. Anyway, no, I did not test five G. <laughs> okay,
0: so five G is not really a thing. How about uh, the experience of using the phone? So this is a little bit of a larger okay. screen and yes. some flat sides. How do on you? On that, feel I about do about have
1: it? opinions. Well, first the this is not iPhone twelve specific, but I assume it's iOS fourteen specific. But the setup process uh, on on iOS is is slightly tweaked. There's a lot of new cute animations um in the little icons and so i set it up like i just brought my old phone next to the thing you get the little like airpods like you know pop-up saying do you want to transfer set up this phone transfer from the old phone I'm like yep 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 and then at some point there's like an option they said do you want to uh, transfer your data there's one option to transfer from iphone uh, and it says transfer it directly so this iphone will be ready with your data when you finish setting up time to transfer about one hour and a half or the other option is download from iCloud. And effectively, like, your phone will be ready in 10 minutes and then it'll just download all the data afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's the thing I've been using. And I'm right. like, ugh, an hour and a half. Like, no, I'll just do from my cloud. <laughs> like, I've been doing that. But it, so all this is that I didn't try the other option. But transferring from iCloud is like, it's still messy. Like, I have to log into every single account again. And then half of the apps have all my accounts set up. Uh, another half have no idea who I who am I or where I come from. Um, actually, some other some are in the middle. As like Twitter saved all the my accounts, but I still had to put my password again in all mm. of them. Um, same with mail, right? Like just a built-in mail. It's like you open mail. It's oh, like oh, really? sorry, account errors. And I'm like errors. Oh, nice. Like I already knew what this was about. Then, right. but I, a normal person wouldn't know. But you have to tap. You have to go to settings. You have to go to mail. You have all of your accounts there. Everything seems fine. Then you have to tap Gmail. Then you have to tap... Click here to... Uh, I don't know, to put in your password again. It's a mess. Hmm. But so I wonder if transferring re- directly from the iPhone, from your old phone, if it almost... It's like an encrypted transfer uh, that you don't, won't have to set up everything new. Um, anyway, but the setup process was, you know, cute animations. <laughs> and then so using the phone is uh it feels bigger like even if like the actual device size is not that much bigger um just the fact that the screen is bigger like the whole thing feels bigger and god i hope people don't just take sound bites from this um (laughs) and like the fact that it has uh flat edges a lot of people said it's so much more comfortable to hold i completely disagree I think it's so much more uncomfortable to hold.
0: Huh. It's
1: harder to get a grip. Like, I, it doesn't feel as secure when I'm holding it. Uh, oh, especially, wow. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. What the hell? Because
0: I thought <laughs> it might be less comfortable, but then you feel like you have a better grip because there's sort of like more surface. I don't surface. feel that way.
1: No, actually, you have less surface in touch with your hand because, well like with a curve your hand kind of follows the curve right so it's mm. it's touching the whole curve <laughs> if it's flat you know there's there's a couple of like blind spots or whatever and mm-hmm. but especially my my pinky you know it's holding the phone at the bottom like that th- this doesn't feel as secure like I but it looks way better i think <laughs> I, I, I'm, I i'm a sucker for this look so even though it doesn't feel as good in the hand like i still prefer to look at it <laughs> And I've always been a fan of this of this form factor, you know. And, it, it, yeah, I get all the, the iPhone 4 and 5 vibes, and I'm here for it. It's very shiny. It's very, very shiny, especially when mm-hmm. you, like, take it out of the box. Because as soon as you touch it, it's full of fingerprints again. And I guess <laughs> it, it just it dims that, that shine. But it's uh <laughs> You it's can beautiful. almost use
0: it as a mirror.
1: <laughs> you, almost. Like, do you like see a reflection yeah. in it? No, not really. No? Okay and like because the back is that it's the same frosted thing as a t11 pro um no but yeah the the screen is bigger like you can immediately notice um and especially like the keyboard feels a bit different like there's more room um so it feels better keyboard it feels better yeah i do i do prefer that uh And, yeah, the cameras, I really... I mean, I'm not the right person for you to ask (laughs) why I think about the cameras. We Uh, need another
0: correspondent. (laughs) Yeah,
1: we do. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, what else? What else can I tell you about this phone? Uh, Any other questions? Uh, I don't have MagSafe accessories, sorry. Um, Um, Maybe next week, we'll see. It feels new. Does that make sense? In a way that the 11 Pro didn't, in a way that i skipped the 10s but like since the 10 this diff- it feels different like feels di- oh okay. like, this is a new different iphone which i thought i wouldn't feel as much as end up feeling i thought it was like mm-hmm. i think i even said last week like sure it's like a new industrial design but it feels like a super boring industrial design yeah. um maybe i'll take some of that back like no it feels exciting it, it feels
0: nice new. cool awesome well, I'm very happy for you. <laughs> oh, <please. laughs> I don't know. I've got nothing else to say. I look, I didn't get the phone. I one thing I realized for me is I'm a 2 year upgrade kind of person. Like that's just I that's mm. what I realized about myself. As much as I like to tell myself like, "Oh, the most logical thing to do because you use this device all the time is to just upgrade it right away. Like it doesn't matter, whatever. Just pay the money and get the new shiny new phone and like I've watched maybe like you know, 30 YouTube video reviews, like as many as I could find and everything. But like, I, I just don't feel like I need this phone. Like I just, and there's part of me that's like, I feel like I have to win this fight against capitalism and just, <laughs> yeah, just, you know, power through this. I need to survive these next couple of days and I'll be fine. And that just, I think it will make me enjoy the next phone better. In a way that if I got this one now, personally, I know I wouldn't be, like, that excited about it. And I wouldn't be that excited about the next phone either, right? And so I need to accumulate two years worth of upgrades to feel good about my purchase. And... I've also been talking to some people who've been getting this phone from and they're upgrading from like two generations ago. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. Like, yes, this is going to be such a good upgrade for you. It was like so much better battery life. Like, you know, the ultra wide camera, like all the stuff, the size are different. Like, it's such a great upgrade on a two year cycle, I find. And then on a one year cycle, I mean, there's. Obviously, people like you who will upgrade and you know love it and be happy with it, and that's super cool and like so happy for you. Um, but yeah, like it's it's cool, like it's fine, it's fun, but like there's not that much to talk about. In totally. this phone, I guess.
1: I would never recommend anyone in a good state of mind for, to upgrade to this phone, like if you had an 11 Pro or even 10s, I think maybe. I don't know, like it depends. Oh, I 10s, have, I say upgrade absolutely. for sure, upgrade well it depends on who you are and what you do with your phone but <laughs> yeah like if you're if you're listening to this podcast yes probably
0: upgrade. but i'm like for sure upgrade for tennis because i would have said the same thing to upgrade to the 11 because battery life and night mode on the camera is just for me it's so worth it mm-hmm. so
1: right um yeah. Actually, I haven't tested the dark um, night mode uh, <laughs> selfie camera thing.
0: It's like you got the new phone and you did nothing with it. Dude, I got this like a,
1: pol- a couple of hours ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> Most a- of the it's time, we're okay, just okay. downloading new shit. Yeah, actually, It's I like,
0: I... <laughs> Rafa gets a new iPhone, doesn't have 5G <laughs> in his area. <laughs> no MagSafe. Doesn't get a MagSafe. <laughs> did not take a picture <laughs> with it at all. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I know. Uh, at least you got it out of the case, and you put your old phone in the garbage. <laughs> right, I, <laughs> <say
2: this. laughs> I, I got your content. girlfriend's phone.
0: In the <laughs> oh. So yeah, I swear. Cool. I'm nice, <laughs> awesome, nice. Congrats everyone cool. on, on all of your new phones. I'm very happy for for all of you. Then I'll uh, I'll meet you in the future next year.
1: <laughs> Maybe I'll skip next year, and then it'll be your turn. Can
0: you imagine? no you won't we have this uh, thing on okay the show. rafa buys everything like <laughs> no that's just, not true yeah that is true did you get a new ps5
1: i will when i can <laughs>
0: see see i'm telling you you're buying everything come on that's not fair <laughs> it's, it's okay it's it's part of your, Set part of your personality.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right should we do recommendations yes let's do it and then call it a show god it's gonna be a
0: Okay, so I can start. My recommendation this week is this Netflix show called Song Exploder. I'm sure pretty much all of you know about the podcast. But what you might not know, because I know and I'm aware and I'm a subscriber on the podcast, and I did not know they had a Netflix show. Um, And so I think it's new. There's four episodes And I've watched two of them so far. I've watched the one with Alicia Keys and I've watched um, the one with Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, from Hamilton. And both episodes are incredible. Um, Just so good. So interesting. So fun. I think the visual nature, like to me, brought something to the experience. (laughs) It's sort of like it feels like it's a it's more of like a 360 experience. For music, where you feel, I feel like I experience the feeling of the song, and like there's footage and how they're when they're writing the song and how they're collaborating and the process, and it's just, it's really good. It's unfortunate that they only have four episodes. I hope they're gonna they're gonna do more, but um, yeah, like those two episodes that I watched were really great and really worth your time. So
1: highly. I did watch that. the the Hamilton one, um, pretty good. Pretty good i mean i'm all I'm a sucker for all things, Hamilton <laughs> especially if you go behind the scenes and you know interviewed Lynn and you you go directly to the source and it's just fascinating and there's something about I was talking to Debs about this when we were watching the we watched the thing together um like i'm re- i I've been into music from a for a while, like I played music and I, you know wrote music, and the whole thing about like deconstructing a song is fascinating but it's like, it's 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 like it's a different type of of thinking in like exercise like writing a song and it's a lot about melodies about how it makes you feel like the lyrics play an important role but not necessarily right like there's a lot of the, the lyrics is just like a layer on top it's like mm-hmm. a, it's almost like just a visual so if you, if you will and then recently more recently i also been more and more interested in cinematography like cinema and and writing for that medium and it's all about characters and character growth and character arcs and the story and like the themes and like anyway it's a completely different thing but the thing with musicals and especially with hamilton is you Mm -hmm. write the song almost like you Mm -hmm. write a movie like character arcs Play a role in the melodies, in the notes, and how the song mm-hmm. is written. Like if this per- if this character is like unpredictable or whatever, then the beats are going to be unpredictable and out of sync. And, right. you know, like it's it's just a full circle. It's, it's completely mm-hmm. well because the song like is sort level. of the dialogue, right? Yeah, it's it's. I, I feel like these people operated at a higher like. frequency like i the genius required to just think about all these things together it 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 just blows my mind yeah
0: and like every character's theme and how like their name is like weaved into like the music and how they're like playing on like getting other characters themes in different other songs and like what that tells you and there's just so clever all around i would i would say like for you i recommend you watch delicia keys episode i actually find that it was a better episode than mm. the one with lynn um this one goes much more into like the emotional side of things and how mm. like they're writing the song and they have no idea what the song is about and that it took the entire process to figure out what what is. What is this thing that we're actually doing like what is the song what is it about what is it and like you're saying like the lyrics they're not that they're an afterthought but they kind of like emerged from yeah. this sort of like relationship okay. and there's just it's a, a I really recommend it like it's the first it's the first episode and probably for a reason um, it's a it's a really beautiful like experience. And I, I feel like why it made me realize why doesn't every artist do this? Like, it seems right. like going through that, like it gives me so much more respect <laughs> for all the artists that that do this. And I'm like, wow, like the craftsmanship involved into crafting this and telling the story of a song is, is really incredible. Like I want to know about all the other musicians and artists that i listen to and even like the alicia Keys song i did not know the song before and i love it now like <laughs> um nice. so yeah it's really good. cool
1: all right my recommendation is um an update to uh, an app that we recommended in the past it's pretty popular it's a uh, halid halide halid, mark 2 it's a new update it's a it's it's a beautiful app it's a beautiful update it's like it's just so it's such a great execution for this product no, friend, Sebastian, um, <laughs> he's the solo designer of this, and it's a three-person uh, team, um, but he's the solo designer. And, like, just the execution of this thing, the polish, is incredible. I keep, like, paying for this stuff and giving them all my money to unlock new <laughs> icons, but my photos are still as bad. Like, I don't understand what else can I do.
0: I think you're the person I know that is the least into photography. <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I <I'm>, was like, I'm... <laughs> I, don't, I just i'm not into it and i don't know like i'm not willing to invest and learn because i'm not that into it to, to to go that extra mile but i wanna like i want my photos to be better without requiring too much effort from my part and you know filters helped <laughs> <laughs> anyway this app is beautiful even though i'm not the best user uh, if you're into photography or if you want to uh, dive into photography a little bit more this is probably one of the best camera apps for iphone um, um so if you need something more from the default one and the overall like the, the reason i'm recommending is mostly like just the execution of the app um like sebastian is really really annoying because he's <laughs> like really good uh he's like super sharp product designer and the marketing is really good like apple style thing yeah. i don't know how he does all of this while traveling the world feels like he's always on a motorcycle on a motorcycle yeah <laughs> do they have photoshop for motorcycles because like how else would he i don't know how he does it that guy is just so annoying he's like incredibly good looking and you know, like successful like ugh. <laughs> you know i feel like this is a really just really good work so check it out i don't actually i don't know if the app is free or just free update or whatever check so, it out if not just check out the, the website
0: yeah, so from what I understood it is free if you had bought the original app. I see. If not there's a subscri- subscription and the subscription comes with additional icons drawn by Louis Mantia. That look really awesome. Cool. All right. So there yeah. you go. Cool. Awesome. done.
1: Show done. Recorded. <laughs> nice. It's slight I shouldn't be ringing bells. Cool, all right. We did it. Now, now now, for real. This is it. Uh, let's do the outro. Uh, listeners. Hi. Hey, by the way, thanks to everyone who actually did leave a review and then told us yes. about leaving the review. Listener Dave and Nicholas, thank you. That was awesome. If you want to leave us a review, it helps us immensely. Uh, but then we probably won't know that you left us a review. So if you want like extra credits, tell us. Then we can say thank you um, next week. So... Yeah, uh, we're going to put links in the show notes, uh, but you can find us uh, on our, our website. That's layout.fm. You can find us on Twitter. That's probably the best way for you to tell us that you left a review at layout.fm. I'm at Rafa Hari. Kevin is at Vernal Kick. Freddy is at Frederick PNG. Links in the show notes. And uh, our thanks to Retool for coming back and sponsoring this week's episode of Layout. Uh, again we tool.com slash layout to know more and what am i forgetting oh spec spec fm that's like the podcast family that this podcast is a part of um they're like our podcast family and thank you sarah hi sarah you don't listen to this it's okay <laughs> but uh hi sarah we love you and uh yeah check them out spec.fm and i think okay now we're done
0: bye cool. awesome
1: bye